Hola, Hillside. Buenos dias. Dios le bendiga. God bless you. Hey, welcome to Hillside. We are so excited you are here. It is week three of our virtual Dominican Republic mission trip. And uh, as we gather and get together, why don't you just get up and greet each other for a few seconds? Say hi. Welcome each other. It's good to be together. You can feel the love in this place. All right, party people, get on back to your seats and get ready to give a warm hillside welcome to one of Daniel Cisse's friends, our guest worship pastor, Joseph Krishna. Give it up for Joseph. Let's go to God and worship. You guys excited to worship this morning? Amen. All right, let's go. Come all you weary, come all you thirsty, come to the well that never runs dry. Drink of the water, come and thirst no more. Come all you sinners, come find his mercy, come to the table he will satisfy. Taste of his Find what you're looking for For God so loved the world that he gave us His one and only Son to save us Whoever believes in him Will live forever Jesus is waiting there with open arms. He is open arms. For God so loved the world that He gave us, His one and only Son to save us.
the world that he gave us his one and only son to save for God so Welcome to day three of our mission trip, and uh, you may be wondering why Katie is not here today, and she's off visiting her sponsored child in the Dominican Republic. So, I am honored to have Terry Pennybaker with me here today. Oh, you just do this. Oh, yeah, otters. If you weren't here the first day, we, we talked about compatibility uh, and characteristics of being otters or we're both otters or golden retrievers or beavers. What's the last? Lions. And we both happen to be otters. otters. That's dangerous because then it is just party time. Right. But Katie is off to see her child um, off campus. And because of that, Every year that she has been at the DR and on the mission trip, she has the opportunity to go see her child off campus. And Compassion is all about um, relationships. And I understand that the Fishbacks went on a trip to Thailand one year, and Compassion um, got those uh, together with their child over there. So it's all about relationships. I just got off the roof, so I guess I don't need these anymore because that's one of the reasons we're here today talk about our fundraising for this amazing construction project we'll talk to you about a little bit later um, I think we have a slide coming up of a close friend of mine in the Dominican Republic uh, there it is okay that's Brian de las Nieves and I met Brian uh, while I was down there with our, my sponsored child and his family at a community gathering with Ernesto and Altagracia. And uh, Brian had just graduated from seminary, and over a few years I got to meet him as a young fella in seminary and when he graduated. And then he asked me to, to be his padrino at the wedding, which is, kind of blew my socks off. Uh, 
because I was talking to Tom Yasino, he says, well, what does that mean? He says, well, it's kind of like a best man because they don't have those. And then there's also a padrina for uh, Lira Bell, that, that lovely, beautiful gal that you see there. Um, and so I said, what does a padrino do? He says, well, he stands at the wedding and finances the reception. <laughs> I still felt special, <laughs> not used. Uh, well, last week we showed you um, some pictures of some of the graduates from, from Vision Celestial that are now adults and their success and how their lives have been changed because of being sponsored. So um, we are going to, um, there has been actually an actual study on the effects of children who have been sponsored versus children who have not been sponsored. And the results are pretty remarkable. I think we're gonna show them to you up on the screen here. We had 40% of our kids were more likely to finish high school, 80% complete a university education. And 70% more likely to become church leaders and, and one of my favorites, community leaders. They return uh, to elected positions, uh, uh, community leaders on, on projects and uh, uh, very, very blessed community of folks. So uh, this, this amazing, uh, program is something to be proud of and, and hopefully we can all share and become a part of one. It really does have an incredible effect on these kids. The, the results are staggering and we also have had a child in India and she's 22 years old and I'm still in relationship with her and she's at the university right now. So the kids that we sponsor all over the world, whether you have them here at Vision Celestial or not, the results that carry into their family life and the children also, their families also benefit from, from the sponsorship. Yeah, what, what, you, what we think of when we first get into these uh, children that we sponsor, and then yes, we meet the families and their siblings, and all of a sudden it's their friends and, and uh, other folks that they meet through their hobbies and, and interests, and all of a sudden you're just embraced within this uh, community and it was totally unexpected right. for me. And not everybody has the opportunity to physically go on these trips, but we know that we can encourage you to write to them, and you will find out, because we're gonna show you a um, video of some of, the chil some of the adult kids that have been sponsored and what they would say to their sponsors in their final letter. We're here today, and we are gonna ask you to write one last letter to all those years ago, just catching them up on, uh, on who you are today. Dear Brian and Amy Clark, it has been 21 years since I graduated from the Compassion Center. The day I found out that you had become my sponsor was one of the best days of my life. At first, it was unbelievable that somebody wanted to help us. People told us that we will never be somebody in this life. Not one person I knew believed in me and poverty was my forever reality. But your decision to sponsor me changed all that. We knew for sure 
we will be receiving practical benefits like food, medical care, school supplies, and new uniforms every year. I got my first ever gift, which was my first pair of shoes. But there were some things we didn't expect. Learning about Jesus changed my perspective and helped me make good decisions. Or see my church reach out to my community and see it change. In your first letter, you told me the phrase, we love you. It was the first time I ever heard that. You gave me an opportunity to believe, hope, and dream again. If only you knew how your prayers made a huge difference. From not being expected to complete primary school, I now teach in one of the best schools in inner city London. Jesus saved us and saved my dad. I want you to know it made a difference. Sponsorship changed who I am today. My family's life has changed for the better. If only you knew how much all you did impacted me, you'd be so proud of who I have become. Ten years ago, when you stood beside me as the best man in my wedding, it was one of the highlights of my life. You did it, Jan. We did it. Thank you for pouring into me and sponsoring me. Thank you. Thank you. Sincerely, Maria Momojara. Sincerely, Owen Getanga. Sincerely, Liz Riera. With love, Sandy Mighty. So this is um, just an example of, of the changes that it has in, people, in the kids' lives. We've experienced it ourselves. And speaking of our kids, they have been on a track to raise $200 uh, for our Stepping On Up campaign in their weekly gatherings to learn about the uh, Dominican Republic. Yes, and um, we are... Uh, we, I forgot to mention that when we were showing that other video that we still have several kids to be sponsored. So after church today, you can go right through the back there and go to the compassion table and sponsor those that are still left. Um, all right, kids. Are there kids here today? Hey, last week, last week you guys were awesome. You raised almost $80 on your own at, towards our stepping up. And that's quite impressive. And Aiden Amelie, um, well, that was a little nuts. She raised over $277 on her own making cookies. So, Amazing. Hillsiders, we challenge you to get to that $20,000 mark. We have some work ahead of us, but we can do it because it makes such a difference. We're working towards the upper... Um, level of the the bakery that we already had provided. No, it's the sewing center, sorry. It was the sewing center, and now we're putting on a, we're trying to put on a building for the... Um, Second story for tradesmen. Thank you, for the tradesmen. And um, so, how much is it per square foot that we are thinking that it might cost? Well, I, I think it's about $27 a square foot, kind of what I paid for my patio. Well, I don't know. Alan said that he paid more than that for this little cage that he put around my vegetable garden so that the, so that the squirrels wouldn't eat my tomatoes. I think we'll dismiss the kids and uh, listen to a little worship song. All righty.
with a Y. Right. That's pretty good. TNT. That's dynamite. Terry squared. <laughs> I couldn't help it. I'm sorry. Oh, so I hope that by seeing and hearing about what sponsorship does, it changes the lives of children. It gives them opportunity. It gives them hope and to be the people that, they're des- that God has designed them to be. Right. Uh, last week and a little bit today, you saw the uh, pictures of Compassion alumni at Vision Celestial. And uh, now we had the interview. Uh, we have an interview with two of them, Elizabeth, a dentist, and Yaharia, a social worker. And that'll give you some perspectives on how the Compassion program has changed their lives. Hola, mi nombre es eh, um, fui egresada del Ministerio de Nazareno a los 4 o 5 años aproximadamente. Fue de gran bendición para mí, para mi vida, ya que ahí pude recibir al Señor Jesús como mi Salvador. Para mi familia y para mí fue de mucha bendición ya que cuando yo era pequeña yo era muy enfermosa y el ministerio pudo ayudar con las visitas al médico, los medicamentos, siempre estaban pendientes de mí y de mi familia. También gracias al ministerio y a sus oraciones, mi madre hoy en día está junto conmigo y mi familia en la iglesia. 
La relación con mi patrocinador fue excelente. No tanto así que hoy en día yo sigo en comunicación con él. Lo siento como parte de mi familia y lo quiero mucho. Oro por él todos los días para que el Señor sea de gran bendición para su vida. Gracias a Dios, hoy en día soy odontóloga y así puedo dar por gracia lo que por gracia he recibido. Acá en mi centro vienen muchas personas de pocos recursos y yo con mucho gusto y con todo el amor que el Señor ha puesto en mi corazón, yo le ayudo. Hola, Dios le bendiga. Mi nombre es Yajaira Fernández de Leonardo. Gracias al Señor tuve la oportunidad de pertenecer al programa de formación internacional a la edad de tres años y tuve todo ese trayecto hasta que pude entrar a la universidad y bueno, me gradué de psicología educativa. Actualmente laboro en compasión internacional en República Dominicana como la especialista de protección de partido. Cuando llegaban las cartas al centro, yo recuerdo que siempre estábamos todos juntos ahí esperando que llegara el buzón y que empezaran a, a decir los nombres. Y yo recuerdo que mientras llegaban esas cartas, yo solamente decía, por favor, que haya una de Yajaira, por favor, que salga Yajaira. Y ciertamente la primera vez que yo recibí una carta para mí fue una emoción enorme. El simple hecho de pensar que a distancia había una persona que estaba pendiente de mí, que estaba pensando en mí y que le, yo le importaba, era más que una bendición para mi vida. Ciertamente, el privilegio de pertenecer a un centro de compasión es más que una bendición, porque el, la condición en la que mi familia vivía, el contexto en el que yo me encontraba, no era tan prometedor. Ciertamente a mi alrededor había muchas de eh, jóvenes que estaban luchando con el, el matrimonio a temprana edad, con salir embarazada y, y esa era la realidad que se vivía en el lugar en el que yo estaba. Sin embargo, ese apoyo y esa ayuda de un patrocinador y de pertenecer al programa de compasión me dio una oportunidad diferente. Si estás interesado en patrocinar, yo te motivo en, esta, en este momento a que lo hagas de corazón. Primero ve delante del Señor y ora, pero también toma la acción. Tú puedes ayudar a cambiar el futuro de un niño. Hoy puede haber un joven, un niño que esté recibiendo tu apoyo y eso puede cambiar por completo su futuro, como lo hizo conmigo y como lo hizo con mis hermanos. Nosotros estábamos expuestos a cantidad de, de cosas, de factores de riesgo que estaban afectando nuestro entorno. Sin embargo, el apoyo de nuestro patrocinador fue crucial en esto. Y así como mi patrocinadora me enseñó de que todo lo que yo haga, lo haga con amor, así también quiero motivarte. Todo lo que hagas, hazlo con amor. Dios te bendiga. Oh, so you can see. So you can see from Yahara and Elizabeth how it changed their lives. We worked alongside of them for many years building buildings and shoveling cement and and now they're successful people because of compassion. 
How are we doing with our uh, donations? Uh, we are at $5,000, so we still have a few more steps to make to get to $20,000. So we hope that you will prayerfully consider not only sponsoring children, but donating to this cause. You know, if, if you haven't donated yet, I, I wanted to add something because we talked a little bit about the opportunity to have this part of your family and your kids involved in, in praying for the sponsored child. But I haven't really uh, talked at all about maybe the seniors and that, if you haven't noticed my little shirt here, it was, and I, I was just about 65 when I first joined Compassion International. It says, I'm not 65, I'm 18 with 47 years of experience. <laughs> and, and that's the kind of attitude we end up adopting. So if we think we're irrelevant to get involved as seniors or super seniors, I'll tell you, you're dead wrong. I felt more alive in the last few years being connected with these guys. It's improved my Spanish. And, and if you led a life like I led before I found Jesus Christ, I'm just helping to finish at zero by the time I do pass on to my greater eternity. So I encourage the seniors to uh, think about sponsoring a child and certainly donating for our uh, crafts uh, addition the second floor above the uh, seamstreet building. So I want to thank everybody for joining us. We're going to be back next week for our uh, final leg of our journey. Would you like to pray for us? Uh, uh, yes, I would. Thank you. Oh, thank you, Lord, for our mission team here at Vision Celestial in 2022. And we know that we make a difference in the lives of all these children and all these adults. We get to spend all this time with them through, thank God, through our um, internet now that we have a close relationship with them. Hopefully in the year to come, we will be able to once again be close and in person with our family in, the, in Vision Celestial. They mean so much to us, Lord. Thank you for every person here on this mission trip. We pray that you will prayerfully, as Yahara said, think about sponsoring some, some of these children that we still have at the back of the church to, um, today, and also to donate. Donations are so important here. Whether you are here right now on this mission trip with us or you're at home, please prayerfully consider donating through the church app, the Hillside Covenant app, or you want to write a check and just mail it in, we will take any donation. And Lord, we thank you for giving this into our hearts and um, giving these children and ourselves the opportunity to make changes for your, for your kingdom. All these things we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay. Hey, quick 20-second snippet. My little boy, Raylene Hernandez, the last time I was down there, I was also wearing my Navy submarine hat, and I hear him whisper to his mom, I said, what do you say? She, wa she said, he wants to know how you fit in a submarine. Good morning, Hillside. My name is Randy Fishback, and I'm the director of Compassion, Justice, and Missions here. And it's my just 
great privilege um, to be associated with the people who are putting on this DR um, month in February. And I hope you're enjoying it. Maybe we can give them another hand for... For, for, all, for all their hard work, um, you know, it's, my wife and I are privileged to sponsor kids both in um, the DR and in Thailand. Terry made a quick reference to him, but I, it's a joy in life when you've been down a water slide with a girl from the Dominican Republic just, you know, giggling and enjoying herself thoroughly and then kicking a ball around with a boy in Thailand, you know, that you otherwise wouldn't know going into his house, sharing food together. I just, I really encourage you to sponsor. And again, if, if that's not your thing, then, you know, donate to the project. One thing they didn't mention this morning, and I think Stephen was planning to mention it at the end of his sermon, but I'm going to jump in and, and give it an additional mention right now, is the meal after the second service next week. We're having an authentic Dominican meal. It's open to the entire church, and I need to let you know that it was sponsored by somebody um, who has been to the Dominican Republic with the team and just wants to give it as a gift to Hillside. So this is not taking money away from the donations you're making. This is completely paid for, but we need to have a number. It's catered, and so we just want you to go onto your the Hillside app, also known as the Church Center app, and just go in there and register for that meal um, at the end of the service uh, next week. We hope the whole church family will come out for that. So lots of opportunities related to our relationship in the Dominican Republic. Now with that, we have several other things going on in our church life. I want to call those to your attention. We have a uh, Ash Wednesday service coming up on March 2nd at 7 o'clock. We encourage you to come for that. It's usually a briefer service, but it prepares us for the season of Lent and, and as we're you know, looking forward to Easter. And that's just a great opportunity to gather, and so we hope you'll do that. Then, during the Lenten season, from that Sunday following uh, March 2nd, until Easter, we're going to have one service here. We're going to get the entire Hillside family in the same room at the same time and worship together. We want to do that. We want to see everybody and, and just uh, you know, see our brothers and sisters whom we haven't seen if we don't go to both services. And then it's going to culminate at Easter with going back to two services. It's going to be a big morning. We're going to have breakfast for everybody available, and it's just going to be kind of one of our traditional big Easter Sunday mornings. So we hope that you'll just look forward to the whole Lenten season culminating in Easter. And with that, um, we're going to uh, call for our tithes and offerings. And of course, we do that now virtually, so you can use, again, by the way, somebody said, I'm confused. I don't have a Hillside app on my phone. So your church center app is what we're calling the Hillside app. We want to get used to calling it that. So you can go to the Hillside app. You can go to the website. You can give in one of the uh, baskets in the back. Or you can text to 84321. So um, those are the options for giving. Let's pray for this. Heavenly Father, we just... Uh, Thank you for this opportunity that we have to be in relationship with people in the Dominican Republic. Um, people that some of us have had the privilege to see and, and be with and make us friends as an extension of our own church. And we just, we're joyful that, that many of these who have been in the Compassion Project are growing up to be fine young men and women um, doing amazing things, Lord, and loving you. And um, we just pray that you would bless their lives and you would encourage us to, to continue to, uh, to be invested in their lives, Lord, in any way that we can. And so with, your, with these um, gifts that we give you, Lord, we just pray that you would expand your great work around the world. In Jesus' name, amen.
Excuse me, I'm going to move this back just a little bit. 
I sway. <laughs> hey, I'm Stephen Weissong. It is good to be with you. We are in our Dream House series, and we've been looking at how we can have a life formed by wisdom through the teachings in the book of Proverbs. And today we're going to be looking at wisdom personified, who wisdom is. Spoiler alert, it's Jesus. It's Jesus. Jesus is wisdom personified. But what does this mean for us in the here and now? Well, here's what we believe. We believe that when we find Jesus, we find the source of all wisdom. Here's what I mean by that. When I was a little Stephen... I'm a big Stephen now, but when I was a little Stephen, my parents would want to go places where my brothers and I couldn't go with them. And so what they would do is they would bring someone to the house called a babysitter. And one of our favorite babysitters was a woman named Shirley Lincoln. And I'll never forget Shirley Lincoln. Now, Shirley was a little older in years and not as active as some of our other babysitters, but we loved her. We loved her because whenever she came over, she told us stories. And so Shirley, she would enter the house. She would say farewell to my parents. She would shut the door behind them. And then she would turn to us with a bright sparkle in her eyes. And she would go to where our closet was, where the towels were, and she'd find the biggest towel. She'd take the towel out and put it down in the living room. And my brothers and I, we would gather around and Shirley would be smoothing out the corners of the towel. And then Shirley would sit down on the towel. Now, at this point, it wasn't a towel anymore. It was a magic carpet. And then Shirley would invite my brothers and I to sit down on the magic carpet and she would open us up to a world of imagination and tell us about these fantastical lands and sweep us off into heroic adventures. And I remember once my foot slipped off the towel one time as she's telling the story and all of a sudden Shirley goes, and a gust of wind smacked the boys as they were flying up, escaping the fire-breathing dragon. And Stephen lost his balance and began to plummet to the ground. And my two brothers, they came over, they started grabbing my arms, and they pulled me back. Whew, that was a close one. I'll never forget Shirley Lincoln. For me, Shirley personified imagination. Because of her, I became captivated with the wonder and power of stories. And I'm sure we can all think of people who have personified godly attributes in our lives. Some people personify peace, joy, or if you think about someone, they personify grace or humility or love. Shirley Lincoln personified imagination in creativity for me. And when it comes to Jesus, Jesus is the ultimate personification of who God is. And specifically for us today, Jesus is the personification of wisdom. And because Jesus walked on this earth accomplishing what he came to accomplish, we are able to read scripture through Jesus-colored glasses. 
I'm in Enneagram 7, so I see the world through rose-colored glasses. So I thought it would be fitting today to go, no, we see scripture through Jesus-colored glasses. And it's easy to see the connection of wisdom in Proverbs to the person of Jesus when we look through our Jesus-colored glasses. Listen to Proverbs 8, 15, and then 30 and 31. This is the voice of wisdom speaking. Because of me, kings reign and rulers make just decrees. Verse 30, I was the architect at his side. I was his constant delight, rejoicing always in his presence. And how happy I was with the world he created, how I rejoiced with the human family. Now we're going to look at Colossians 1, 15 through 16. Listen to this. Christ is the visible image of the invisible God. He existed before anything was created and is supreme over all creation. For through him, God created everything in the heavenly realms and on earth. He made the things we can see and the things we can't see, such as thrones, kingdoms, rulers, and authorities in the unseen world. Everything was created through him and for him. Now, in Proverbs, whenever wisdom is personified, it's as a woman calling out, standing at a crossroads, telling people to hear her voice, and through our Jesus-colored glasses and the work of the Holy Spirit, we see the truth that Jesus now stands in the place of Lady Wisdom. Jesus is wisdom herself personified in human form. So what is wisdom? This week, I took a jab at trying to define for myself what wisdom is, and here's what I ended up with. Wisdom is the ability to see life from God's perspective and live accordingly. That's what wisdom is. It's the ability to see life from God's perspective and live accordingly. Wisdom is something that needs air to breathe and space to grow. Becoming wise doesn't just happen. If you want to see life from God's perspective, you have to know Jesus. Wisdom is built in a lifelong relationship with Jesus by giving Jesus our heart, mind, body, and soul. And it's true. I was thinking about it. Wisdom with worldly things like finances, life decisions, habit building, leadership, those things grow, they can grow with age and experience. But the developed wisdom that God wants for us while we are on this earth grows from a devoted and surrendered life to Jesus. And it is that relationship with Jesus that informs all of our other life choices. So wisdom is the ability to see life from God's perspective and live accordingly. And the good news is that God's perspective became a person named Jesus to show us the way to have a wisdom-rich life. In Jesus, wisdom is our friend. And I don't know why, But thinking about Jesus being wisdom personified, I started to think about The Wizard of Oz. That movie. It was the first movie that introduced the world to Technicolor. Before that movie came out, everything was filmed in gray. And then all of a sudden, Dorothy leaves Kansas and she enters into a world of color. 
And Dorothy teams up with some friends in Oz to follow the yellow brick road to go to the Wizard of Oz, the mighty Wizard of Oz, and gain his wisdom. And if you've seen the movie, you've had decades to see the movie, so I'm not spoiling anything here. Uh, But eventually they do get to Oz and they meet the wizard and he certainly looks powerful and mighty. But then if you've seen the movie, Toto goes behind this curtain and pulls the curtain open and the truth is revealed. The wizard of Oz is just a regular dude, a traveling salesman who's conned his way into a position of power because he created some cool special effects. And we live in a time where people are desperately wondering, what is true? Because people will put their beliefs and hopes into all sorts of things that seem true. And then the curtain opens. And people are lonely, disillusioned, angry, depressed, and empty. The mighty promises of success or happiness or a political agenda or a media story or even going into a church. It could be a career opportunity or an authority figure or that easy way to get out of debt. Whatever it is, people have seen it and then it turns out to be not exactly what they thought they were getting. And people have become skeptical, hard-hearted, and negative. I don't know if you've felt that in our world. But the good news is that God is exactly who he says he is. And when the curtain was finally time to open for God to reveal himself to us, he was perfect in the most unexpected way. And the New Testament writers are adamant about us seeing this and understanding this. And when Jesus walked onto the scene on earth, the New Testament writers want us to know that he was God in human form. He was wisdom personified. And so the point is this. Jesus is the visible image of the invisible God. We looked at Colossians 1.15 already, but here's what it says. Christ is the visible image of the invisible God. So here's a fun fact about life. The only way that you know what your face looks like, seriously, the only way you know what your face looks like is because you've seen it in a reflection or you've had a picture of yourself taken. Without those things, without the reflection, the picture, you would have no idea what your face actually looks like. But because you can see your image in the reflection, Or the picture, you know what you look like. And hint, hint, you look fearfully and wonderfully made. It's true. And because of Jesus, the Bible says we have seen the image of God walking with us. Paul in Colossians is saying that Jesus, when he uses the word image, he's saying that Jesus is the exact reflection, the exact representation of God for us. Jesus is the reflection of God. In his essence, God is invisible, but Jesus has revealed him to us. When you look at nature, when you see creation, nature reveals the existence and power of God, but nature can't reveal the very essence of God to us. It is only in Jesus that the invisible God is 
revealed. And we see this truth throughout the New Testament. And here are a couple of examples. The gospel writer John makes this declaration about Jesus. Uh, John 1.14, so the word became human and made his home among us. Now in the Greek, John says that Jesus tabernacled with us. Now, the tabernacle was a huge tent where God's presence dwelled among his people in the Old Testament. So it's a throwback. If you know Old Testament history, if you know the people of the Israelite, John is throwing you back to the tabernacle. And what he's saying is Jesus is God's presence in human form walking with us. It's awesome. One day, one of Jesus' disciples named Philip says this to Jesus. Philip doesn't have many speaking roles in the New Testament gospel stories, but this is one of them. Uh, I love it. (laughs) Philip said, Lord, show us the Father and we will be satisfied. Wow, Philip. (laughs) Way to put yourself out there. Okay. But it gave Jesus a a chance to respond and say this. Jesus replied, have I been with you all this time, Philip, and yet you still don't know who I am? Anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. So why are you asking me to show him to you? The window display of a store in the business world is what gets you from moving by to walking in. Window displays pop up on the internet all the time for us, and the window display is what gets you into the store. And here Jesus is telling Philip, he's saying that he is the window display of God on earth. It's like Jesus is saying, if you want to know what God is like, look at me. Jesus is saying, I'm God in a bod. You've seen, you can uh, tweet that out later. Okay. <laughs> Uh, And just like how a window display gets you into the store, Jesus is what gets God into us. The writer of Hebrews writes this, he is the radiance of the glory of God and the exact imprint of his nature. When Jesus is on trial before he is crucified, the high priest asks him, are you the Messiah, the son of the blessed one? And Jesus says this, I am. And you will see the Son of Man seated in the place of power at God's right hand and coming on the clouds of heaven. Then the high priest tore his clothing to show his horror. I mean, Jesus, what an odd thing to say. Jesus, what a peculiar thing to say. If this wasn't so odd or so peculiar, the high priest wouldn't have tore his clothes. So what's the big deal? In Jesus' unfair trial before the religious leaders, Jesus drops a truth bomb claim about how he sees himself. Jesus says, I am. That is the name God gives to Moses from the burning bush. And then Jesus takes the, the phrase, the son of man. He takes that phrase found in Daniel chapter 7 and he applies it to himself. It's, it sounds so outrageous to the high priest. He tears his clothing in horror because Jesus in that moment is claiming he is fully divine and shares the exact same authority and power as Yahweh. And let me clue you in, you don't do that. Only if you believe it or you're insane. Jesus believed it. And because Jesus made this claim, that's reason for us 
to rejoice and celebrate today. Listen to what the Apostle Paul says, 1 Corinthians 1.30. God has united you with Christ Jesus. For our benefit, God made him to be wisdom itself. Christ made us right with God. He made us pure and holy, and he freed us from sin. So something amazing happened on earth when Jesus walked on it. Because Jesus lived in perfect obedience in life, his death on the cross was perfect to redeem and free us from sin. And because Jesus rose from the grave through belief in Jesus, it's Jesus's power in us that makes us right, pure, and holy with God. So listen, salvation isn't behavior modification. Salvation is all about restoration with our Father in heaven. And Jesus had to become the visible image of the invisible God for us to see that. Jesus is God's perspective, the living and breathing power and wisdom of God burst forth in human form on earth. So when you look at Jesus, we know exactly what God is like. Uh, I was told a joke recently by a hillsider. Here's what it is. I don't know if she's in here, but shout out to Lisa Hudson. She told me this and I'm going to use it everywhere I go. All right, are you ready? Are you in the mood for a joke? Okay. What's the difference between God and a controlling Christian? You're already laughing. I didn't tell you to see the punchline. Okay, here's the answer. Nothing. They both love you and have a plan for your life. (laughs) I'm taking that everywhere. That's going around the world. But God's love and plan for your life is perfect. And in Jesus, we see God's wisdom. 2 Corinthians 5.20 says this, For God made Christ, who never sinned, to be the offering for our sin, so that we could be made right with God through Christ. 2 Corinthians 5.17, this means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old is gone, a new life has begun. God's wisdom personified in Jesus walked with us to set us free from a pattern of a gray and broken world so we could walk freely in the vibrant and alive reality of God's goodness. And if we want heavenly wisdom, we have to walk in the way of Jesus. And the way of the cross, the way of Jesus, is not a display of human power. It is the unexpected way of humility. Wisdom, according to God, looks foolish to human beings. Listen to what Paul says. This foolish plan of God is wiser than the wisest of human plans. And God's weakness is stronger than the greatest of human strength. And so because of Jesus, we have access to a better kind of wisdom than anything that this world could ever dream to offer us. We just have to believe that Jesus is enough for us. If we walk in the way of Jesus walk down his path, we will be transformed by his grace and empowered by his wisdom from the inside 
out. If you love Jesus from your heart, the rest of your life will follow. Paul in Romans 12, 1 says this, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. And the way that God changes, the way we think happens best when we put God's word, when we bring God's word to everything on our inside. So the more that we get into God's word, the more it changes, the more it transforms the way we think, the way we feel, and the way we live. And so listen to what wisdom says in Proverbs 8. Choose my instruction rather than silver and knowledge rather than pure gold. And then wisdom says this, and I love it. Common sense and success belong to me. You ever looked at the world and gone, where's the common sense? Well, it belongs to Jesus. Common sense and success belong to me. Insight and strength are mine. So I started thinking, wisdom is book smart and street smart. It's the best of both. Wisdom from Jesus gives us the common sense of heaven rather than the common sense of the world. And so wisdom is the decision to live your life walking with Jesus. And that's the big question. What does any of this mean for our lives right now as we pursue our walk with Jesus? Well, here's how I think we can walk wisely. The first thing is this. Choose what you think about. If you want to walk wisely, choose what you think about. Philippians 4.8 says this. Think about things that are true. Noble, right, pure, lovely, admirable, excellent, or praiseworthy. Your life moves in the direction of your strongest thoughts. So what we think about matters. How we think about things matters. I like to say that your attitude affects your altitude. And if your attitude is fixed on true, noble, right, pure, lovely, admirable, excellent, or praiseworthy, you're going to walk more confidently in life. You'll experience more peace. You'll probably be more kind. You'll be more willing to forgive. And I actually believe you'll be able to show people more love. But if your attitude, if your thoughts are being pulled down by negative thoughts, I think we plant ourselves in places Jesus is actually calling us to walk away from. Jesus wants us to walk above the clouds of negativity and live in the reality of his kingdom. And the kingdom of Jesus is filled with, guess what? What is true, noble, right, pure, lovely, Admirable, excellent, and praiseworthy. The more that you think about these things, the more we'll see the kingdom of heaven collide with our lives. So choose what you think about. The next thing is this, choose what you say. Proverbs 18.21 says this, the tongue can bring death and life. Your words are powerful, so use them carefully. Back in December, I went to Brazil with my wife, Susana, and we got to visit with her family, and we took Susana's niece, Bella, to go see the movie Encanto. And it was dubbed in Portuguese, so I didn't understand anything. <laughs> I'm just sitting there going, okay, I'm going to try to figure out the story from the pictures. So uh, when we got home, I finally watched, we watched Encanto in English, and uh, I finally got to hear the song, We Don't Talk About Bruno. Uh, and there's this great line. They say, we don't talk about Bruno, 
but, and then they start talking about Bruno. <laughs> and if we are not careful with how we use our words, I think we do the same thing in our lives. We'll go, we don't talk about gossip, but we, we don't judge others, but we don't let explicit words come from our mouths, but we have to be careful with what we say. Jesus says, for the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. So every day, your words reveal what's in your heart. So choose your words wisely. Fill your heart with God's goodness, and goodness will flow out of what you say. Now, this isn't to say that we don't offer correction or feedback or rebuke. But those correcting words have to be wrapped in what is true, noble, right, lovely, admirable, excellent, and praiseworthy if we want them to be heard and have any real value. So choose what you think about, choose what you say, and then choose what you look at. Choose what you look at. Guard your eyes. Be careful what you look at. Be mindful of what you read and watch. Jesus cautioned that if you look at the wrong things, your whole body will be full of darkness. But he also said if your eyes are good, your whole body will be filled full of light. So each day, gaze at Jesus and glance at life. When you look at Jesus, life tastes good. Relationships are appreciated. Your future is secure. Your thoughts about yourself are more uplifting. Your attitude is more Christ-like. Your view of the world is more loving. You become more wise the more you gaze at Jesus. Gazing at Jesus will help you make choices now that you will be happy with later. When you gaze at Jesus, you'll see the opportunity to bring a little more wonder a little more imagination, and a whole lot more of your unique gifts to the people around you. So choose what you think about, choose what you say, choose what you look at, and then finally choose where you go. One of the great themes of the whole Bible is simply this, walk in the ways of the Lord. You see that throughout the whole Bible, God wants us to walk with him through life. Wherever we go, we take God with us. When Jesus calls the disciples, you know what he says? He says, follow me. And then you know what they all do together? They walk together. Walk with Jesus and you will learn the way of Jesus. And Jesus walked everywhere he went. We never see that he ran anywhere. He walked. So I started thinking, wisdom walks. It doesn't rush. It's not in a hurry. Choose where you go in life wisely. Avoid temptation. Eliminate hurry. And if you have to run, the book of Hebrews says to run with endurance the race God has set before us. Choose where you go, not by the pressures of worldly expectations, but out of the pleasure of being a follower of Jesus. Walking in his way to be light for people around you. Wisdom is more than knowing the difference between what is right and wrong. Wisdom is walking in the light of Jesus so we can be light in a dark world. 
Walk in the way of the Lord and you'll discover the ways of eternal life in a temporary world. And this for me is what wisdom, gaining wisdom, is all about. I heard a story about a man who owned a shirt and that's a great way to start a story. (laughs) And this guy loved this shirt and he wore it every chance that he could And uh, one day he was out walking around the downtown of his city. And as he walked by people, people laughed at him because on the front of the shirt, it said, fool for Jesus. So people thought that was really funny. They laughed at him. And then he just kept walking by, he walked past. And then the people, when they read what was on the back of the shirt, they stopped laughing because what was written on the back of the shirt was, whose fool are you? If we want to be wise, We have to become fools for Jesus. In Proverbs 8, we learn that wisdom is the architect with God making the world. Wisdom is the architect of the dream house God built. Who is wisdom? It's Jesus. Jesus is the architect of the dream house. He is wisdom personified. So if you want to live in the dream house that God has built for your life, You have to have a relationship. You have to walk with the architect. Let's pray. God, thank you that through Jesus, you have revealed yourself to us. In Jesus, we see wisdom personified. And God, my heart, my my prayer, my heart for us here at Hillside is that our hearts would long to walk in your ways, gaining your wisdom and applying that wisdom to our lives in order to be light and show your love to a world in desperate need of it. God, empower us, transform us, May we get in your word constantly to have our minds renewed and changed to be more in line and more in step with your ways. God, you are so good to us and you are so wise. May we spend our days on this earth seeking that goodness and wisdom. Thank you, God, for who you are, everything you've done for us, your grace, your mercy, and your love poured out for us in the person of Jesus. Bless us as we go in your awesome, awesome name. Amen.
regrets and mistakes Come today, there's no reason to wait Jesus is calling Bring your sorrows and trade them for joy From the ashes a new life was born Jesus is calling Oh, come to the altar, the Father's arms are open wide, forgiveness was bought with the precious blood of Jesus Christ. Oh, come to the altar, the Father's arms are open wide. Forgiveness was bought with the precious blood of Jesus Christ. Oh, what a
You, you scooped me. Do you appreciate Joseph Krishna bringing us into God's presence? Thanks so much. We're really glad to have you as our friend. We're thankful for this connection. Stephen, what a hurricane of encouragement today. Do you appreciate our youth pastor? Wow. Just a few things here before I let you go. I want to thank you for your enthusiasm for this virtual mission trip. I really am very moved by it. You know, Hillside, like I said uh, a few weeks ago, is at its best when we are creating new things. And Dan and Patty and Gary and Terry and Katie and the whole team have created something new in this virtual mission trip. And don't you appreciate it? Again, we're at our best when we're making new things, so thank you. And just so that, you know, we don't miss the forest for the trees, this mission trip is about living our mission. Our mission is being light in the world. It's about taking action consistent with our mission. And the action that we're hoping that we will all take is twofold. In case you missed it, we want to put another floor on the sewing center, more of this vocational training center, and we want to connect kids from Vision Celestial with sponsors from Hillside. That's what it's about. It's about our mission. It's about taking action. Giving is very easy. You can do it on the app. Uh, sponsoring a child is very easy. And Allison and I have been so moved by hearing stories about the impact of child sponsorship. We got a child. Uh, his name is Daryl. He's 11 years old. And that's why I'm wearing this shirt with pride this morning because we, we've got a kid. So I don't know. Maybe this is the day uh, you want to start your journey of sponsoring a child with us. We could all do it on the same Sunday. I think we got nine kids left. So let's see what God does. Do it if you feel called. Uh, next week, don't forget about the celebration lunch. Celebration is important. We've got to be together. We've got to see each other's faces. We've got to eat together. Uh, somebody at Hillside has made this lunch a gift for us all. Let's receive it. Let's come. You can RSVP for the lunch. You have to do it by Wednesday, else uh, there won't be a plate of food for you. So anyway, RSVP on Wednesday. Come to this great celebration. Next Saturday, we have our next church-wide prayer meeting on Zoom. We had a bang-up one uh, a week ago. There were more people. We sensed God's spirit as we prayed, and I've already seen God answer some of the things that we prayed about. Maybe 10 of you. 10 of you want to join us for that prayer meeting next week? Come. Uh, you can get the Zoom link on the church app, or you can call Michelle. A lot of ways to get it. But join us for prayer. God is moving through those uh, prayers. And then uh, don't forget, if you need prayer today, come on up, Floyd and Janet, two of the mightiest people we have at Hillside. Floyd and Janet, leading us in prayer, are going to be here. And if you want prayer getting going with this week, come on up and let them pray for you. And if they pray for you, God will do something in your life. If you want to see God do something maybe new and unexpected, maybe you need some healing today, you need encouragement, you need wisdom, that's what they do for us. That's their job here. Put them to work, all right? They want to pray for you. All right, one more thing and a very, very important thing. By now, I'm sure you've received uh, my letter and Pastor Jenny's letter in which she has shared that she has discerned from the Lord that it is time for her to leave the nest of Hillside and to move somewhere else and to use the remarkable gifts that she has uh, in a new ministry land. And I want to say, uh, for me personally and as a staff, we're sad about this. We really are, because we love Jenny 
Jenny is one of us. Jenny has poured herself out here at Hillside for the last 13 years, but her connection to this church goes back decades because she came when she was a sophomore in high school. I think Jenny and I are just about the same age, and it's just remarkable to think she has been here since 15 years old. So she has been a real gift. So we're sad. At the same time, we're excited because Jenny Trees is very, very smart. John Warner told me she's the smartest one on the staff. (laughs) He said that to me a year ago. And she's got great gifts. She's got great training. And we're excited about how God is going to use her to use those gifts in a new land in a way that is catalytic for wherever she lands. But we want to mention that. We're going to be celebrating her in a church-wide celebration on March 27th. More on that in coming weeks. But in the meantime, you're welcome to fill up her mailbox with uh, encouragement notes, thank you notes, whatever you want to send her to communicate that you love her, you've appreciated her, and you imagine, you know that God is going to do extraordinary things in her and through her in the years ahead. Okay, I know you're going to do that. The letter that I wrote has her mailing address. All right, why don't you stand for your benediction. Friends, God is good. God has good in store for you this week. God has good in store for Hillside this week. And may you walk out of here today with every expectation that you will experience that lavish good as you walk in love and faith and hope and yes, wisdom, which means walking with Jesus. God bless you. We will see you next week for the last week of Dream House and for our Back from the DR Celebration Lunch. See you soon.